Are you getting angry at a TV show that you've watched and enjoyed for years? Is Game of Thrones a show that made you realize you don't control the entertainment you watch? Or are you still signing petitions to change the end of Lost? <laughs> Let's see if we can all calm down on this reality-inducing bowl of dude soup. Please enjoy this band of a tune we provided for you all. <laughs> Anger. <laughs> I think we... Do we do it? Are we here? Is this... A, there, there we are. All right. Game of Thrones dude soup round two. We did one last week, too. But yeah. who are these people? Uh, I'm going to introduce. I was going to get there. Jeez. Uh, this over to my left is Kraken. From What's you, up? From YouTube. From YouTube, Twitch, world-renowned uh, entertainer. Thank you for having me I mean, on Dude he, Soup. He is on the, he is, I guess, around the world, but only because he's on Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It still counts. It still counts. Uh, what's your YouTube and Twitch channel? Uh, Kraken on YouTube and Kraken on Twitch. It's pretty easy to remember. C-R-I-K-E-N. C-R-I-K-E-N. Yeah, yes. that's right. Uh, and you've been watching Game of Thrones for how long? Uh, since the show came out, I never read the books, but um, I was there episode one all the way through, okay. so I, right. I consider myself a hardcore fan. All right, excellent. And then over to my kind of straight ahead of me, Mike Rougeau from GameSpot, hey. a self-proclaimed Game of Thrones expert. God, did I say that? No, uh, I think I said that, actually. Yeah, Alana, <laughs> I Alana said called you an expert. Alana called you an expert. That's so, fair. Uh, how long have you been watching Game of Thrones? What's your exposure to Game of Thrones? Yeah, I, I read the books. Uh, my now wife, uh, gave me the the books about eight years ago, and uh, I read them all pretty quickly. And then when the show premiered a few months after I read the books, I was um, I was out of the country in a much different time zone. But when the show premiered, uh, we had just started dating. We skyped, and she turned the computer around and faced it at the TV. Oh, nice. It was four a.m. where I was, and I was in a hostel. That's really horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really so amazing. that I could watch the you know the pilot. That's so. a lot better than my stuff. my story of watching Game of Thrones. I, yeah. <laughs> I just turned it on. That's what that's yeah, all I, I, I turned it on. We yeah, had to so pirate it because you can't get it easily in Australia. Australia yeah. uh -huh. So illegally downloaded it for several years. Yeah, but now I'm paying for it. Tight. It's fine. That's Nobody fine. Can let me. Uh, over to my left, Alana yeah. Pierce, also from Funhouse. Yeah. Just over Hi. Um, first up, the ad read just really quick. Uh, this dude soup is sponsored by Quip Honey and Bespoke Post. Quip toothbrush starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash dude right now, you can get your first refill pack of brushes for free. Uh, honey, get honey coupon codes for free at joinhoney.com slash dude. And Bespoke Post, get 20% off your first monthly Bespoke Post box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code dude at checkout. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about all the angry people that Game of Thrones has made Yay. over the last <laughs> we two used or, to be happy two people, or three and weeks. Now we're angry. People. See, I'm still happy. <laughs> I've had a great time, uh, but a lot of people are not. So the Game of Thrones series finale just aired this past Sunday, and it was an ending. Uh, I brought closure to some of the stories over the past eight seasons and eight years, but many people, including I think some of the people here, were left wanting more. I would agree, like six to ten more episodes, maybe, guys. Mm -hmm. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum. <laughs> yeah. Understood. Uh, I should say that this podcast is not about our opinions of Game of Thrones, the television show, so much as it is about the internet hate machine that's been riled up by bad television. Uh, watch our Filmhouse podcast on Saturday for the Funhouse opinions of Game of Thrones and also spoilers. Spoilers throughout the podcast. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, and it's now that the show's over, you kind of don't have an excuse, in my opinion. Um, but there will be spoilers, so just uh, be aware of that. And spoilers for the books, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Absolutely. If you, if you haven't read the books. The books have been out for 15 years? 20-something? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, 
All right, yeah, feel free to correct me, by the way, because I don't know everything about the books. It sounds like you do, Mike, so that's good. Not everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I Leave! I will get some flack if I say I know everything. Uh, all right, let's start with the infamous petition. There's a change.org petition that says, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss have proven themselves to be woefully incompetent writers when they have no source material, i.e. the books, to fall back on. This series deserves a final season that makes <laughs> sense. Subvert my expectations and make it happen, HBO. So anyone here mad enough to actually sign the petition? Crikey, what about you? Did you sign that? No. Uh, thank <laughs> you for saying the reasonable thing. Alana, what about you? Absolutely not. Mike, did you sign that? I feel personally attacked because I already told you guys that I did sign it. Um, <laughs> you set I, me up perfectly. <laughs> I signed this when it had like 15,000 signatures and I just thought that it was kind of funny because it's not reasonable to expect that HBO is is going to yeah. you know actually remake this, but I think I've grown ashamed of my actions <laughs> since then because I think an alarming number of these people actually think that that might happen. So you signed it as a joke, and then it sounds like a lot of people jumped on this bandwagon. I signed it as a joke, and also as a general expression, I wasn't happy with this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just kind of like, here's another way to to get my voice, which I hopefully is how a lot of these people feel, yeah, but. Yeah. Also, there's one point five, almost one point five million people. So when I first saw screenshots of it, all I saw was remake Game of Thrones season eight. I didn't realize that it said with competent writers. Like I didn't realize that it was written insultingly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, To which case I was like, sign petitions, go for it. Like you're expressing uh, disappointment to a major corporation who's made millions of dollars off a property, and I think that we should do that. But when it's written like that, now I'm like, oh, maybe not. It's uh, so you're just being mean. It's interesting, yeah, because the. The first thing when I saw this petition, I think it was a couple of weeks ago is when I first saw it, uh, or whenever it first came out. I think it was right after episode five. Is that what it was? Right after, right after Danny turned, mm. people were like, so upset about "Screw that. this!" Um, I think it might have been a little. It might have been after episode four. Oh, either way, uh, so we're all kind of creators here. We're mm. all people that make content for the internet. We're obviously subject to a lot of mean comments and also nice comments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just kind of curious for you guys: Do you think this petition is disrespectful? to the writers, showrunners, actors, crew, the people that make the show and have been making it for the last eight years. Uh, do you think it's disrespectful or do you think it's more of just like, it's trying to be a wake up call? I don't know, How do, what, do you, what do you think? I, I think it's, you know, in general, yes. I think it is, it's kind of born from a, a place of just people wanting their ending. And I'm one of those people, I, I <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't get the ending I would have wanted. I think the writing kind of fell apart this season um, and that was really frustrating. But I'm, I think, mature enough, and also as a creator, I know every all the work that goes into these sort of things, and it's not as simple at a you know a thousand mile high view as it is as people on the ground working it. So yeah. I I have to give them the benefit of the doubt that you know there was reasons why it ended up the way yeah. it, it did, and you know it's not as easy as just oh make it again. So <laughs> like I'm 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 totally for people advocating for change, or you know as you said, petitions are important, and for people to have their voices heard. Um, but I think for them, anyone to actually expect this to get done and to hold people accountable for that is totally unrealistic. It mm. just shows you have no uh, understanding of how you know production works. Really. Ooh, boom, yeah. wow. Uh, I think there are a bunch of facets to it in that I feel exactly the same way you do, but it's also, they already have all your money. Yeah. HBO already has all of your money, so why, did, why would they even acknowledge it? <laughs> uh, I didn't think it was inherently disrespectful until I saw the way that it was written. Mm. Um, because again, the screenshot, screenshot that I saw only had remake Game of Thrones season eight with the last part cut off because that image is formatted terribly. So yeah. I can understand how that happened. Speaking of cut off, can I just jump in and say that the picture of this is <laughs> there's it's it's a cropped version of of the the Night King, but it's not even cropped in like it's terrible. Thing that makes sense. It's 
This, it looks like a shit post. I think it's say. still 16 by 9 ratio. Yeah. But you just make that bigger. Like, I don't know. You'd think with a 1.4 million, this guy would have like Dylan D or whatever. Can you go in and change the, the picture after? I don't know. So I've never made it. I sign petitions. Yeah. I don't make them. So Do you think he realized it's got this many or just like walk away <laughs> so, from his computer and never came back? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny that he said, subvert my expectations, so, HBO. Yeah. Like they'd be he's like, saying, damn, he thinks we won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> he's being so clever, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Mike, uh, what about you? I, I, now that, I know you've signed it, but I mean like kind of how do you <laughs> feel about it when it comes to being a creator and things like it, that? It's a fine line because... I've been accused of this over over the last six weeks. I, you know, I've been really vocal. I, I have another show that I, I co-host and, you know, I write the reviews every week on GameSpot. Yeah. And I've been accused over the past month or so of being disrespectful to the to the amount of work that goes into the show mm. by doing things like calling the last few episodes a trash fire, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think I think that it, it's a fine line between criticism and and still acknowledging the work that goes into something mm-hmm. and it's it's easy to lose sight of that especially you know when it's something like game of thrones and and we're so many people are including myself are so passionate about it and we're reacting in the moment like the episode the credits roll and i just immediately like, start bang, writing right, yeah. right. Yeah. and and then we can take a step back later and say you know look at all the people that worked on this. Look at how exquisite the costumes are. Look at how wonderful the music is. Like there's so- How well so, shot it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. cinematography is gorgeous. Yeah, this is the most great cinematography. Yeah, it was never better than this season. And, and there's so many things to praise about it. But I think the the things that we're angry about tend to always win out in the immediate, in the moment. Mm-hmm. So True. so I, I don't know, I don't know whether I would pass judgment on something being respectful or disrespectful. I, I think it's kind of beside the point. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting you bring that up because that's kind of my point with this whole podcast is that it's very reactionary. So in the last few weeks, especially with Game of Thrones, I've just, I've seen the internet become <coughs> more reactionary than it normally is. And normally it's pretty reactionary. So, uh, and that, that for me is um, generally what you want to do is take a step back and, and think. Obviously your job is to do that, mm-hmm. but, but a lot of people's job is not to get out on Twitter and bitch about Game of Thrones. Um, and, it, and they're doing it now. And it's like, take a step back Maybe wait a little bit to see how it sets with you, how, how it makes you feel before you really <laughs> lean in to how bad the writing is or how bad the characters are, or how bad the story is or whatever else. Uh, I understand sort of your point of view because you're, you have to be reactionary. Yeah, but uh, I think it's nice to have conversations like this where we have a couple of days removed. Yeah. I think we're going to keep talking about Game of Thrones probably yeah. for the rest of time, right? Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of... I feel <laughs> yeah, like, Harry Potter. Well, it's, yeah. it's, I feel like that's, that was their goal. They wanted this show to be talked about. Um, they didn't want it to peter out. They didn't want it to be like, oh, fine, like Game of Thrones season 13. Jeez, like, here we go again. I got to watch 10 episodes of this garbage. Like, they wanted it to be something that everybody, that's sort of at the, at the height of its popularity, go out. Seinfeld's another good example of that, where they stopped the show because they're like, this is the funniest that the show will ever be, and we're done with it. Yeah. We, we, we want to go out on a high note, and they did. Or Breaking Bad or any, anything, yeah, yeah. anything that has an end state in mind you know, at the beginning or, or near right. the beginning. Uh, it just, I think it just, the end has angered a lot of people. It yeah. wasn't, I don't know that it was exactly what they envisioned in their head. Um, and actually to that point, uh, I have sort of another question that I, I'm just curious to see, because this is something I've seen a lot on the internet. A lot of people have been saying this to me when I'm tweeting about Game of Thrones. Uh, is it possible to say that objectively, objectively the writing has been bad these last two seasons? Objectively, I don't think you can objectively say anything is good or bad. Right. Yeah, that's. I agree. I think it's an interesting point that we have to make. 
Yeah. I, I think if it depends because if you're if you're comparing it to itself, it's it's a very different beast from the first mm. few seasons to now. And you know, bad or good is against subjective, but you can definitely I think objectively say it's different. I think yeah. the first five seasons, first three seasons, where you made the cutoff to the last two are almost a different show. Um, they they just feel fundamentally different. So you know, whether you want to call it bad or good, it's up to you. Personally, I think these last two were weaker than the first few, uh, but you know. Yeah, it's, go ahead. I, I, I don't fully agree only because I think there are, obviously whether you enjoy something is, is subjective, but I think there are objective measures of, of whether something is, is done well, sure, right? T- like, tell, us, tell us how. I mean, if, if you're gonna, uh, forget about the writing for a second. Sure. Look at like the cinematography. The cinematography in the show is, is gorgeous, mm-hmm. right? But if there's a boom mic in the shot, that's objectively bad. Yes. Or sure. if there's a coffee cup yeah, <laughs> or yeah, a yeah. water bottle in the shot, yeah. that's objectively not good. And I think that you can take that kind of thinking and apply it to anything. So in terms of the writing, if there are a ton of loose ends, if it doesn't feel satisfying, if the characters aren't consistent from scene to scene or episode to episode, I do think that that's objectively bad. Uh, well, the important you said it doesn't feel satisfying because that's subjective. So that's that's, in, that's important. See, like, it's, so it's one of those things where it's like, because I you're absolutely right, loose ends or plot holes or things like that that I feel like everybody can point at and be like, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that writing, good writing shouldn't have. That right. I feel like and, that's and saying it feels satisfying is is not great. Obviously, that's subjective be, because there yeah. can be plot holes and bad writing or whatever, and it can still feel satisfying to you. No, no, and it, and it does. So yeah. Like, and so personally, yes, they're like the show has felt satisfying for me, but, I, but that's sort of besides the point. Um, but I, I'm interested to honestly hear how you can say something is objectively bad. Like, a good that's a good way to put it, is like if there are I mean, plot there holes. are rules of writing yeah. that yeah. you can disobey that, I, I, don't, I objectivity is such a it's hard. set in stone thing that yeah. I don't feel like it can be objectively bad, but there are rules of writing that I feel like it has betrayed that it didn't previously. Like, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like characters who had developed for several seasons basically lost themselves and stopped being those characters and became inconsistent and didn't follow their own values a bunch. And so that gets muddied and I feel like if you're a person who professionally critiques writing, that you would look to that and be like, that is bad. Yeah. But it still depends where you're coming from and what you like. So I feel yeah. like, yes, maybe people who are writers would think it was bad. It seemed like a lot of the actors on the show thought it was bad from a, a lot of what they've said. Those reactions are incredible. Yeah, I know. It's I, wild. I, I mean, look at look at Tyrion making, like, every choice he's made or every piece of advice he's given Daenerys over the past two years has been pretty bad advice like he's made yeah. bad decision after bad decision he, he acknowledged that in the in the series yeah. Finale, yeah. So. he's supposed to be the smart one or if you want to again look at something other than writing look at the the way the show is edited right one of my big problems with episode three was the lack of consistency from shot to shot mm-hmm. there would be a lot of shots where there were five or ten or fifteen zombies running at someone and then the camera would cut and now there's only one in front of them and they kill that zombie and everything's fine. It's really loud and there's tons of them and then it's silent and they're all gone. Yeah, exactly. It seemed to happen over and over. And so I I think it's fair to say that you enjoyed that episode, but I think that, for example, the editing in that episode is objectively bad because it's inconsistent. So so those critiques are interesting because I... I uh, I feel like... I, I agree with you, but also at the same time, I think this speaks to a larger point, which is a lot of people were bought into the original let's say five to six seasons of the, of the show, mm-hmm. which was never that show. Yeah. It was never the show of White Walkers charging it. Like, it wasn't an hour and a half battle scene, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, and, Battle of the Bastards, I think, is one of my favorite oh, yeah. episodes. It's a fantastic Definitely. episode, but yeah. see, they had the entire season to plan it. Yeah. Um, and it's, so it's, so to me, that's, this is where I've noticed a lot of Game of Thrones fans, they felt betrayed because seven and eight, season seven and eight were so different 
from one through six or maybe one through five. Um, and I think that people were bought into a, a longer, more dialogue heavy, more thoughtful show. And this show isn't that now. Uh, it's a different show. I, I, yeah, that's I the think way. The change I, is what people are having issues with. And, the show. Yeah, and, and you were like, it was so good, and then it wasn't. I had this thing with the slight sidestep. Assassin's Creed. I'll always feel this way about this franchise, <laughs> where game one was fine, game two built into this lore that they'd built for a really long time, and then Brotherhood added to it, and Revelations added to it, and then three came out and shat on all of it so that they could just keep making more of the yeah. games. Yes, and like all yeah. of this lore that I had spent hours investing time into in glyphs and the people who came before and all this stuff that I got so nerdy about, they were like doesn't matter anymore and yeah. I'll, I'll never like get over how good Assassin's Creed could have been if that original trilogy actually came out the way that it was planned to come yeah. out justice for Desmond kills me yeah who cares <laughs> it's just kill him it doesn't matter so, so it's and, and that's a that's a really good example um, it, it's, I'm a huge Star Wars fan and it's the same deal like Star Wars just sort of gets shot on over and over but I just to give you a context and of me personally I read I read 60 of the expanded universe Star Wars books. I read those books mm, from, yeah. from 12 till Jesus. about 30, 60. 35. And then, or whenever they, and so just recently, it was like the last, I think it was 2014, they were like, none of that counts. Yeah. None of it counts. Oh boy. And I went, ah, that's okay. I went, that's all right. Really? You know what, it's their story. Yeah, it's their story. And, Good and, for you. And I went back and, I, and the books that I read and the books I enjoyed, I still enjoyed them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. for me, I was like, eh, no big deal. I definitely still enjoyed the earlier seasons of Game of Thrones, and I would go back and watch them, and I wouldn't be bitter about it. Yeah. I oh, just didn't like the last ones. Sure. No, you didn't like. See, I. It's funny. So I'll give you a counterpoint to this. I loved them. Um, I thought the entire series was building up to the last two seasons. Uh, the narrative for me, the overarching narrative, was always about dragons. Was always about the Starks. Was always about the the larger implications of this world. Uh, and while I really enjoyed the smaller stories along the way of you know Prince Oberon and those sorts of things, I really liked that stuff. I knew we were getting to the big stuff, and I was really excited about it. Yeah, no, um, I, I, yeah, so, we can get into Smash. I, 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 I say I, I agree with that. I just didn't like the way that stuff happened. No, and, and <laughs> yeah. a lot of people don't. I did. Uh, I was able to find justification for a lot of the characters and what they were doing. A lot of it made sense to me. Some plot holes absolutely didn't. So, like, I totally agree with you when you point I, out plot holes. I, I mean, I think I think something people have trouble with is accepting that you can enjoy something and also criticize it, right? Yeah, and this sure. is yeah. this is in a lot of ways it's like the crux of my <laughs> my job and like my everyday yeah, existence yeah. is I, I I criticize things. I'm a critic, but, but you love it. I still enjoy it. Like there yeah. were so many things this season that had me in tears or cheering. Oh, seeing seeing John ride a dragon, Clagane Bowl, which was awesome. Come on. Yeah, I can't awesome. imagine like a better way of that going down. Oh, see, I talked to somebody who hated it. I that's I loved that's it. wild I to me. But yeah. see, that stuff is it, it is subjective, but you know, I'm still a fan yeah. in the end. Yeah. No, and, and that's that's a good way to put it cuz I, I think uh, a lot of people don't haven't made that distinction. Also, it really helps that it's your job. It's because they feel like they were disrespected. I was just arguing with someone on Twitter about this before we started. <laughs> and people have been like, this, this TV show has disrespected me. And I'm like, I don't think a TV show can yeah. disrespect you. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think, buy I don't that. think it, it had you personally in mind. Like, this is not I a personal think you have attack been on disrespected. you. Pe people's identities get so wrapped up yeah. in things that they're, and I'm guilty of it. I have two Game of Thrones tattoos. Like, I am that <laughs> person, but you have to be able to take a step yeah. back and say this, I am not Game of Thrones and Game of Thrones is not me and it can be well, bad not and you, I can enjoy it. There's all those people that name their children Daenerys. <laughs> that was, okay, that was, just, that was just a fuck up. Can Let's you be imagine honest. now, like this happens and they're like, oh God, oh, yeah. <laughs> we can never show you the show. Yep. Um, I, I think actually on the, on the point we just talked about, entitlement is, is a thing that, you know, we are very familiar with in the content creator space, especially in the gaming sphere. I think it's pretty 
well known that gamers are very entitled with the things they're fans of. And I think we're moving towards kind of this moment in our culture where, uh, you know, when you're a fan of something, you feel a sense of ownership over that, that you know, that entity. Yeah, and hence all these petitions that are popping up for, you know, uh, was it Patterson as, as Batman or? Oh, yeah. Pat- <laughs> that one Pattinson. I feel like is really rude. Well, okay. well, people railed against Heath Ledger as the Joker as well. Like yeah. that was not a popular choice. Yeah. And then that movie came out and, and they're like, like, oh, my bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what, what about what about changing Sonic? Like this is we're getting off topic, yeah. I guess. But yeah. but I think that sets a, a dangerous precedent. Exactly. Right? I it with Mass Effect 3. Yeah. It I'll did. never forgive Mass Effect 3 for that. Yeah, like, Look right. what that's, you've done. Yeah, that's fair. No. Like, all of these things, actually, I mostly think are bad. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't like <laughs> the way Sonic looked, but I'm never going to be like, hey, create a change something. Right. Especially I mean, because when we create stuff, you know how that feels. Yeah. You'd be like, well, but this guy really loved it. Why would I listen to you? Like, these What about HBO going in overnight and removing the coffee cup? I think the coffee cup should stay. I think that becomes part of the oh, legend they remove of the show. It? Yeah, yeah, yes, overnight, Digitally, yeah. The, they oh. sent out a press release saying uh, the coffee cup was a mistake. Daenerys actually had ordered tea, yeah. so Digital. we're going to fix it. Yeah. And overnight... They removed it. It's gone. It's kind mm. of a bummer. So, that's like, where where does that stop, though? What if they yeah. went back and re-edited episode yeah. three? Like, that's hmm. like what they're doing, True. quote unquote, with Sonic. They're re-editing exactly. Sonic. I, I can actually, which think is of, crazy. I can think of something before this: uh, Star Wars um, or in, Lost in 1997 when they Lost. redid the special editions. The special True. editions. George Lucas added a bunch oh, of garbage. Yeah, but nobody asked for that. I think it's <laughs> well, that's the difference. To, right? well, <laughs> I, that, it's, well, it's, it's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, you're right. Nobody asked for it. Um, but it, but to me, I was always I was kind of worried about it because I was like. I remember thinking when I was a kid, I was like 16, I was like, oh man, I'm so excited, I can't wait. New stuff, that means it's gonna be better. Yeah, it's like an alien that walks from the frame like, hello, there's more aliens this time. Boy, was I wrong. Oh, so, George. Have you, have you seen the despecialized versions, the fan-made ones? Um, I don't know that I have, no. They're gorgeous. Oh, okay, all yeah. right, all right, well, there you go. Uh, just one thing to know about these, the writing is bad in the last two seasons. That's something I see a lot. A lot of people have said, the writers changed, the writers changed. It's worth noting that Benioff, Weiss, and Martin are credited as writers on IMDb for all 73 episodes. Uh, there were two new writers this season, uh, Gersimarin Sandu and Ethan J-, J. Antonucci. They both worked as assistants to Benioff and Weiss on the show since 2015. So they've been on the show since 2015, but they're new staff writers for season eight. Uh, Brian Cogwin and Dave Hill are other writers that have been on the show since 2011 and 2015, yeah. respectively. So honestly, there hasn't been much of a change. Yeah. I, I don't put much stock in that. Change at all. I no, feel I like mean, yeah. they just needed more people for the, the massive whiteboard, and they're like, how are we going to bring all these together for these last episodes. And so they just had more people on staff yeah. to help. Yeah, and help. Cog- Cogman is the guy who who George has always pointed to as like, this is the guy, yeah. this is my avatar on mm. the crew of, of creating right. the show version of this story. And, yeah. and he's the guy who's supposed to be the encyclopedia of, mm. of all this stuff. Yeah, so. He's been there, been there, you know, all the way to the end. He's yeah. like the Pablo Hidalgo. The what now? Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's the Star Wars guy who knows everything. Sure. Who's Pablo Hidalgo? Never mind. You're okay, a Star Wars right. guy. You don't know either? I don't, I'm not sure. Just me. Uh, he's <laughs> like the lore keeper of he Star Wars. Like Is he the lore keeper of yeah, Star Wars? Yeah, the right Steve Sansweet. You thought that was you. No, it's definitely not <laughs> it's me. It's Jacob Fullerton. Um, what? Who? Jacob Fullerton. <laughs> Jacob Fullerton. Yeah, it's Jacob Fullerton. Um, and speaking of Pablo Hidalgo, he probably also brushes his teeth. Oh, good just, segue. Just like we all do. Yeah, it's, it is public. Okay, all right. Speak uh, for yourself. Uh, it's time for, oh, wait, gross. Uh, it's, it's time for spring cleaning. Quip Toothbrush has an easy way to start with your brushing habits. Just two minutes twice a day can help pave the way to a healthier mouth and mind. And now the whole family can get refreshed with Quip. New Kids Quip has the same two-minute timer and guiding pulses as our original version with no childish gimmicks, so they can brush just like a grown-up. Uh, the Quip Toothbrush has a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides 
and help you to clean your whole mouth evenly. You know that up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly, so the timer actually really helps. Uh, brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks. Uh, it's a friendly reminder when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. 75% uh, of us use old, worn-out bristles like Kriken that are ineffective, <laughs> so the refills are perfect to solve that problem. Uh, Quip is awesome because of that two-minute timer on the brush. I don't know if you guys brush with an electric toothbrush that does that, but it's fantastic. No, I have old, worn-out bristles. Oh, no, yeah, so that's not But I brush for like 10 minutes at a time, so I make That's up bad for, for your gums. Um, <laughs> so it, uh, it really is great. Uh, that's why I love Quip, and over one million happy, healthy mouths do too. Quip starts at just 25 bucks, and if you go to getquip.com slash dude, Right now, you get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash dude. So it's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash D-U-D-E. All right. Back to Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody's upset yet, which is good. That's a good thing. I I'm know. level. I've, I think I've lost the ability to, oh, to okay. truly be angry. Yeah. Last episode, I drank heavily and I think that helped contribute I to my I actually liked the finale more than most of the other episodes I, I liked the finale too and I think partly was because I was getting really drunk and I was just kind of celebrating the end of an era <laughs> and, and it was you like it. No, yeah, I, at I, no point was I angry there were things that I laughed at though yeah me too being yeah. angry is a little different okay um, did a uh, question I've seen a lot on the internet again did Benny Alfred Weiss do whatever they wanted with the ending did they consult Martin or did they just go fuck it we're gonna do whatever we want uh, I've I pulled a bunch of interviews um, about this because I've seen this a lot. I've seen them say, yeah, they said they talked to George R. R. Martin, but they probably didn't. Okay. Um, so here's an Entertainment Weekly interview in April 2019 with Benioff and Weiss. Uh, EW asked them, how much of this season is from discussing the ending with George R. R. Martin? Uh, and Benioff said, the concern used to be that the books would spoil the show for people, and luckily it did not for the most part. Now that the show is ahead of the books, it seems the show could ruin the books for people. So one thing we've talked to George about is that we're not going to tell people what the differences are so when those books come out, people can experience them fresh, which is interesting. Hmm. It's an interesting take from him because he's like, we don't want to spoil the books. And in reality, we may be hiding things because we don't want to spoil the books, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, Weiss also said it's kind of nice for him because obviously through necessity, we pulled out ahead. The show has become so different in recent seasons that people will have no way of knowing from watching that what will or will not appear in the books. And honestly, neither do we. Uh, and Benioff said, we don't. George discovers a lot of stuff while he's writing. I don't think that final book is written in stone yet. It's not written on paper yet. As George says, he's a gardener and he's waiting to see how those seeds blossom. So that's sort of the advantage to mm. reading a book versus watching a television show or a movie. You get a lot more time to expound upon what, what happened to every character and what uh, all these stories sort of tie up. I feel um, like it has to be super different. It's not possible for it not to be. I, I tend to believe that this is basically the gist of the the ending mm -hmm. like the the broad strokes the big beats you know the Daenerys stuff i think is was probably always gonna happen yeah, yeah. danny goes crazy burns down king's landing sean retires at the wall somehow never fully embraces his secret bran identity. is king bran is king bran is king probably okay. right. I what, think I th so too. what i think will be different is is and vastly different not just slight differences is the path that all these characters mm -hmm take to get to these places because there are so many characters so many storylines from yeah. the books that are huge you know that he he couldn't just drop or, or turn off with the flip of a switch like these things are are going to matter for the final the end state of all these narratives in, like in lady the books. stoneheart that's such a big one that we're yeah. all like is that or, gonna happen 
Aegon, Aegon the Sixth, or yeah. Fake Aegon, or Fagon, as as <laughs> as uh, uh, book nerds like me like to call him. He was introduced in book five, but that's another Targaryen heir, right? And he's somebody who is Varys's ultimate plan, you know, allegedly in, right. in the in the books. Like if you look at Varys as a, a puppet master, you know, supporting Daenerys and, and Viserys before her is a feint in one direction. And in the background of that, he's really setting up Aegon to be the real king and destabilizing King's Landing and yeah. trying to screw up the Lannisters' plan. And like all of that has to has to matter and they leave it out of the show entirely. So I guess does it have to matter? Like it's a lot of people, I, I saw a lot of, again, a lot of tweets and a lot of threads about like, what was this scene about back in season three? And what was this scene about back in season two? And like all this, and, and I don't know, I'm not sure exactly like what they were getting at. Did they expect that every single storyline would tie up in the last season? I think so, yeah. That's what I sort of expected. If you're gonna put a lot of weight in something and get me invested into something, I would think it is to pay off someone. Like where, where what did you get invested in? Like I, I mean, I, the dialogue seemed really important to yeah, me and then they I, were just like, yeah, there's like, a lot of stuff like that. Like the whole, you know, Arya going literally across the sea and learning to become a masterclass assassin who can turn herself into anyone. She uses that skill once and then is like, I guess that's, I've used it enough. And it's like, it could have been useful at many different times in the last two episodes. And I felt like that would have been a nice payoff for her character. Um, but, you know, she didn't really use that. I mean, like, there's a well, there's I mean, hundred things. She did kill the Night King. Yeah, but she didn't use her assassin ability to, I mean, ability so, to use that. So like, I, see, I, I read into that scene and said that she did like she was able to skirt past the entire army in yeah. order to kill well, yeah, but that's King. not on the screen yeah. right if we, it, if we take what is up on the screen at, that, at face value well, it was they showed they show the hair go, they show the hair go by so to, to me that was like okay she was able to easily evade them no problem that's what i got from it right so I, were you gonna yeah you can we we can like theorize whether she used any of her powers but it's I mean, not, ex, it's not explicit again. well i guess that, that's the thing is i didn't i don't think they're powers i just think that that was her that's what she does she's an assassin so she knows how to do that. To me, Arya is the time turners of Game of Thrones. Mm. Arya mm -hmm. and Bran in a lot yeah. of ways in that. They made them too powerful. Bran, yeah. Bran for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when they introduce time travel in book three of Harry Potter and then have, you know, they destroy all the time turners in book five or whatever, it's like, yeah. that's J.K. Rowling going, we shouldn't have time travel. It yeah, makes yeah, yeah, everything yeah. too muddy. So yeah. Yeah. If Arya and Bran had died two seasons, two <laughs> seasons ago, this might have made more sense. Yeah. 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 This entire season, I've been telling my friends that like, I'm frustrated, but if they pay off Bran, then like, I will. Something will have been worth it because we have gone eight seasons of like this tolerating this, a little idiot, yeah, yeah, being dragged across the world, like gaining <laughs> incredible power but never really using it. And we're like, oh, what's he gonna do? And the third episode comes, and he like flies in some birds, and he's like, oh, nice, I can see from up here. And then doesn't actually. Yeah, he's apply not that. even doing. Re yeah. but, but do you not think that becoming the king is is paying off? That's, everything so he did? that is that is why I'm not a, super upset about. I mean. It seems out of character from what I, I know of Bran and have been led to believe about Bran, but it is at least an end that seems like, okay, maybe if I go back and rewatch things, I can place that he was actually planning for this long ago. Like, th that's something at least. I, I, I feel like I can, I can derive some sort of mm -hmm. satisfaction from that, even if it felt out of character at the, at the moment. Um, so yeah. See, and this goes back to the way that things might end differently yeah. in the books. Well. The ending would be the same. The way we get there would be different. And this oh yeah, has, has to, totally. I mean, you, you you read the books, so like all of the stuff with the three-eyed crow in the books being a complete, like actually having a background, right? In in the show, he exists to teach Bran how to do magic and, and be weird, but in the <laughs> books, he's he's a character. He's a Targaryen who's like 125 years yeah. old and is mm -hmm. part has you know become a tree, yeah. or whatever. And there's 
my favorite fan theory of the past couple of days following this episode has been that he will actually like he's lured Bran north to actually yeah. skin change with him, take over Bran's body. And so Bran winding up king at the end, it'll actually be, you know, Blood Raven, the three-eyed crow, inhabiting his body. And right. so while the the broad strokes of that ending remain the same, it's honestly completely different. Right. Well, if you I mean, like that I guess that's, that's sort of the point of a television show is like you don't you can't include everything right so that, and that's sort of it's like a and it's one of those things that you heard a lot about Lord of the Rings which are now widely considered classics is that they left out Tom Bombadil and I was always like I mean but the movies are great yeah you don't need Tom Bombadil well, yeah. well, what about the scouring of the Shire though the, that, that that's a big thing that got yeah. left out of the movies that didn't need it yeah I, and that's the thing is that like so like we were talking about this earlier it was like I could take these as individual like arts like a movie is a movie whether or not it's based on a book or whatever, if it's good, if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. Yeah, um, I totally think the separation is fair. Yeah, my criticism of like direwolves not meaning anything is that the show did introduce them and get me invested, and then didn't have a payoff. It's so I, I think that's the conflict. There. Yeah, no, that's that's totally valid. I yeah. just never, I never expected them to pay off because I never saw them. Well, it, it was like it, I, you know, it like, felt like when the show, it felt like in the early seasons, the show was just kind of including everything from the books. Right. right? I think they should have cut stuff earlier. Yeah. yeah. And then as soon as they started getting away from it, then, you know, they realize, I mean, in the books, the, the direwolves are really symbols and the, the, I can understand that this visual medium of television doesn't need that symbolism. Yeah. It goes 10 layers. They were also the saying they're really expensive. I think they're also saying like the, the oh, dial was yeah. just really expensive. The to animate. There was, there was, yeah. a, there was a story that came out this past week. Um, I forget. I'll, I'll tweet about it. I forget what website it was on, but it, it was they were interviewing the VFX people about the process of including the direwolves, and they like shoot them on a green screen, and then they have to choreograph the actual scenes mm. to you know so precisely, and then make you know size them up, and yeah. it's and composite them in, and it's they were like it got so expensive that we just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. It's like for me, it's like then pick a cheaper way to do it. Like mm -hmm. I don't care if it looks as good yeah. if they're there, but you know I'm a dog person. So. Yeah, same. <laughs> I mean, I, more look, dogs. I love dogs too, but also like I just didn't ever see them. So for me, I was like, I, I would always ask the question almost every episode. I'd be like, where? What happened to like Ghost or what happened to the other? You know, like Arya's direwolf. Like, can't the direwolf help Arya in this situation? But it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah and it's it's, it's another thing in the books that people are expecting, like Nymeria and her this giant up, yeah. pack of wolves that we haven't seen, but they get mentioned. It's kind of like a sub sub subplot, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and people are expect that's like a Chekhov's gun that people are expecting to come back at some point, and maybe it does in the books. But like, I at a certain point, I realized the show is not going to have the budget and the time yeah. to have a giant yeah. wolf pack swoop yeah, in as totally. cool as that would yeah. be. Yeah. I mean, I think this is all actually addressing like a really. I think good through line, which is that, you know, as they were adapting these books, they were just, as you said, kind of putting everything in there. And then as they ran out of kind of uh, railroads with these books, uh, they kind of bring in George R. R. Martin to the TV series and they're like, all right, help us wrap this all up. And he's just kind of like, I don't know. Like, well, I think they had he, to scale back. I think he told them the finer points and then was like, go for it. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. just like, I'm not going to hold your hand. Hopefully like, he's busy writing. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know if the, the Sharners expected there to be. A big like answer to everything, or if they just trusted that George R. R. Martin, like I, I guess I'm curious on whose like onus it, it was on in this situation. You know, I mean, ultimately it's the showrunners because it's their show, but like, did they expect that George R. R. Martin would have an answer as they were moving past the books, or were they just like, this doesn't matter as much? You know, because you're right, they added every little detail that they could have just checked with George and be like, does this like should we does this matter and 
he could have probably guided them like, yeah, maybe not. That's I, much I mean, I think it's clear when they sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I imagine it does all matter. It's just that they didn't have time to keep it all in. So like they were introducing all these concepts initially that as the seasons went on, we're like we can't pay that off. We don't have time or money to do it. So they just cut off things. And that's why I know my parents got really hung up on the Red Witch. They were like, where is she? <laughs> and then in this season, they were like, why did she show up and just die? Like, yeah. like but we cared so much about her. Why did that happen? And it's like different people have just been caught on different things that they got really heavily mm. invested into. And I think it's just that they had to scale back as they went. Uh, I think it's clear when they started cutting stuff too. I, I think around the time that they just stuck a sword through the Dornish plot line oh, and yeah. kind of just killed all those characters yeah. is when they decided like, you know, George is at the point in the books where things just keep expanding and he keeps introducing more Dornish characters, more Ironborn characters, more characters across the Narrow Sea. And and they, I think what they did is they picked the characters that they think are, you know, going to matter the most for the end game. Correct. So it's the Starks and it's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's Danny Daenerys, and it's yeah. the people in King's Landing and the Lannisters and they just kind of dropped everything else. And I, I think there's something inherently it feels bad. I think because, like you said, like people get invested in Melisandre's story or the dire wolves or different things. I think that there it could have been done well if the writing had remained consistent. You know, if 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 they had properly set up the things that they did want to end on. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's so hard I, to predict though. Well, and I get that too. It's mm-hmm. it's it's hard to predict, but also I think they were making a good television show. And the reason I say that is because if they had kept expounding upon whatever, let's say, I mean, George R. R. Martin, I, I have uh, something cited here where he said he could have gone 11, 12, 13 seasons. Mm. Um, and everyone's like, see, see? And I'm like, that would not make good television. And uh, to my point, the highest ratings ever were in, the, were in the series finale. The show had only been building. And I, that's exactly what uh, Benioff and Weiss wanted. They didn't want to make this show something that was here for the next 15, 20 years. Yeah. They probably didn't want it as their whole career either. But regardless, when you when you've overstayed your welcome, nobody's watching anymore. And yeah, at that yeah point, I definitely don't think that it should have necessarily been longer. Well, like, that, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I see no a lot. Of, I see a lot of people say that. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's again, the uh, this is one of those things where I think that people are coming to terms with the fact that this was a television show, uh, and not like some overarching epic that's going to last their entire lifetime. Yeah, and we'll still get so. that version. Hopefully, I am a. Uh, at heart, an optimistic person. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Well, I mean, like the, the books should satisfy. I think yeah. so. Hopefully, I think the more passionate fans, the ones that are complaining about this the most, it should satisfy that. Um, I still think the decisions that Benioff and Weiss have made uh, not only made a great television show, but also was exactly the way it should have been done for a television show of this caliber. Because again, the the proof's in the pudding. The rating the ratings are the highest they've ever been. Uh, the ratings, the ratings, the ratings in terms of people views, numbers right? of people views, watching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah, yeah. what about the ratings in terms of like audience satisfaction? Right, those are the lowest. I would ever think audience about. reviews but and critic reviews would be pretty low, right? I guess. The, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't matter. Um, oh, sure, it, does, it doesn't matter. Money. It doesn't matter. No. To HBO's bottom no. line, right? well, and, and that's the point. Uh, mm-hmm. They're they're making a television show, and that's You're unfortunately that's unfortunately the the sort of the world we live in. Yeah, <laughs> people that, forget that they're trying to make money. That's the goal. Yeah, and like this was this was trying to make obviously trying to make money, but also trying to make a good product. I thought they did both. A lot of people didn't, but regardless, uh, it's one of those things where, again, I like so they the they watch nineteen point three million people watched the show, the series Jesus finale, crazy. Um, and the final season has recorded five of the six most watched episodes in the history of Game of Thrones. Mm. Uh, the season seven finale is the sixth. So with continued streaming, DVR, and on-demand viewing, and additional replays, HBO says season eight is averaging an unheard of forty-four million viewers through Sunday. That's cool. 
crazy. So I'm not at all surprised by that. Though. No, well, no. I, no, and and that's I think that that's something that I I should remind people that mm -hmm. it's not like a lot of people are like this is a failure, it's garbage, it's try it's a trash fire, and I'm like that's far from failure. No, it turns that's out just, they, that's yeah. my own colorful I know, language. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I, and, and no, it turns out it's actually the most one of the most successful television shows of all time. Well, it's it's so, a yeah. it's a lucrative trash fire. Um, I, I mean, that's <laughs> the very profitable <laughs> trash fire. It's like EA. I, I completely yeah. disagree because I didn't think it was a trash fire. But regardless, yeah. uh, like just my opinion. It, no, I know it's totally your opinion. But and and uh, we can't argue with the fact that the most people watched it. No, um, yeah, no. And that's that sort of to me that like I can guarantee that everybody behind closed doors HBO is going like, yeah, we got a lot of whiners, but you guys did it. No, that's why I we feel totally like the petition is pointless. Mm -hmm. They made money already; it's already done. Yeah. <laughs> why did they care? Yep. Um, Profit. Yeah. I, I think I think there is maybe a conversation happening that we'll obviously never be privy to, but about the the hit that they've taken to the brand like I think the ideal scenario yeah. for HBO is that it has the most viewers ever it makes a crap load of money and also people love it right I think that there's I mean judging by the petition there's a lot of ill will right now toward it could hurt the the prequel stuff they're making exactly like H HBO doesn't stop and end with Game of Thrones they have a lot of other stuff going on and like misplaced or not there is a lot of ill will yeah, right now trust too. toward HBO and uh, you know I'm glad you say that uh, because I'm going to transition to our next topic before though, before that, let's talk about something we can all agree on: saving money. <laughs> right? Because HBO made a lot of money, so we talk about saving money. Uh, the reality is, if you're not shopping around, you're probably not saving money. So, what if there was a way for somebody to do the shopping around for you? Well, that's exactly what Honey does. Honey's a free tool that you download to your computer's browser uh, while you shop online. Honey scans the internet for coupon codes and other discounts, then it automatically applies the coupon with the biggest savings to your cart at checkout, like magic. Just in, like in Game of Thrones. Uh, it works on over 20,000 sites like Amazon, Nordstrom, J.Crew, Nike, Best Buy, Target, Macy's, and more. And it takes zero effort to install, just two clicks, and you're ready to start saving anytime you shop online. Instead of taking my word for it, listen to what actual users have to say about Honey. Uh, quote, love Honey. Heard about it through a podcast, and I finally caved after hearing their sponsored ad so many times. <laughs> Cannot believe I haven't used it earlier. So useful and have saved me so much money since I installed it. Was an idiot to not install it before. Uh, here's another uh, Honey testimonial from Irene. I totally thought Honey was a scam, but I just got $300 worth of bathing suits for $180. Bang. Uh, look, there's really no that's reason. A lot of that's what? It's a lot of bathing suits. That's a lot of bathing suits and a lot of savings. I think bathing suits are just expensive. Okay. They yeah. are for no, yeah, for no reason. Yeah. Um, there's really no reason not to use Honey. Uh, it's free to use and easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. Don't take it from me. Take it from any of the reviews you just heard. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash dude. That's joinhoney.com dot com slash dude honey the smart shopping assistant that saves you time and money i just want to point out that alana is over here doing this see how see how easy it is to have somebody pet the dire wolves without them being <laughs> like, doesn't right have to in be in focus other. see um That's all i'm saying you uh we were just talking about what were we talking about before this that you had a really good segue for you were talking about what was it mike hbo mm. needing people to money. be satisfied oh, oh, yeah. that's right um, prequels, so spinoffs. This was something that I sort of asked out loud on, on Twitter. Uh, and why not just stop watching the show if it's so bad? Just stop watching. Uh, that was one of the things that happened last season in season seven, which was a year and a half ago now. Um, people complained about it a lot. And I, I was always like, but why, why go through this? Why push yourselves through another whole season, another two years of pain? I know it's your job. Um, okay, yeah, also, I do have, I have a better answer. We're also not angry. Um, 
Like, it didn't, I mean, I, watching I, it didn't, I've been angry. I was angry after episode three. My point is that I'm now dead inside. I don't feel anger yeah. anymore. <laughs> but I also, when I've watched something for that amount, that, that one's easy for me to answer. When I've watched something for that amount of time, it would be insane for me to not watch it until the end. It would be like watching like five of the Harry Potter yeah. movies and then being like, meh. It just feels crazy to do that. Like, if even if I get to like the seventh book in a nine book series, I'm going to be like, well, I did seven. So let's just get the whole way. See, that's, uh, that is... But I'm also not angry. That's, and that's also... It's not that, upsetting me. No, yeah, that's true. You're not angry. But I think if people that are, that are angry about it, man, is that the, right, the wrong way to do this? That's totally the wrong way to do it. And the reason is, is because they're going to keep making more. So uh, going back to your point about like building up ill will, boycott it. Don't, don't watch Game of Thrones. If, like, don't watch this next prequel. Uh, I, I mean, really? it, it, it is my job to, to watch Game of Thrones now, but it hasn't always been. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back when I was freelancing, um, around season five, I didn't like season five. There were things in season five that pissed me off. So I did stop watching. Oh, good. I didn't watch good. season six for okay. a year until I got this job and season seven was about to come out and I had to catch up. Great. Good. Were, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> because that's sort of the thing that I wanted to say out loud to everybody is that you all have an agency. Mm-hmm. You can just say no. Yeah. <laughs> you don't it's, have to watch. It's if just, you don't yeah, want you feel to. like you've given something a lot of your time. Yeah. I think it's also that uh, the public conversation is a huge yeah. thing. You want to be a part of a cultural phenomenon, I, and I get yeah. that. It's the it's the water cooler talk of both yeah. the internet and you know social life, where your friends are watching it, and like maybe they don't aren't as angry as you are, but you want to be part of the conversation, and yeah. then you just be like the, the sour guy that keeps complaining, which was me for a while. So I'm. <laughs> but I also no, think criticizing too. things with people is fun. Yeah, exactly. like if we have a conversation where we're criticizing the season of Game of Thrones, I'm still going to enjoy doing that with people who are my friends. So totally. I'll be like, I'm going to have fun talking to you about the things that we didn't like or why we did or why we disagree, and I enjoy that part of it also. So it's fun to be a part of, regardless. I, I just want to see Sonic. I think that movie's going <laughs> to yeah, be bad. I'm going to see Sonic. I'm going to see it. I'm going to get hey, really high. I'm going to go see it, Sonic. Let's give it the benefit be of the doubt. We don't know. Um, I, I just wanted the books to come out. Like uh, you know, back when. When I stopped watching, you know, uh, after season five, it still felt possible that Winds of Winter would come out before the series concluded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I was waiting for. So so I think if George had come out and said, this book is not getting published for five years minimum, I would have probably just started watching them. What I wanted was to experience things the way that I thought they should be experienced the first as a book fan first. And then I would go back and watch yeah. the series. There's also something we said about spoilers and the fact that we're living in an age now where like, you know, you may be not watching the show because you want to finish the books, but the show finishes and suddenly you're inundated with yeah. an insane amount of like oh, I, images, I, text. Even and, three years ago, I wasn't watching them when they came out. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I'll get to it. I don't care that much. And now, like, I skipped one episode and was like, fuck. Oh yeah, because everybody's like talking <laughs> about it immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I avoided right. learning that because in the in the books, the last time we draw, uh, the last time we saw Jon Snow, he was getting stabbed multiple yeah. times and uh-huh. dying. Um, and I avoided, that was the other thing, is that happened at the end of season five, and I was like, I do not want to know whether he is getting resurrected Comes or back. staying dead until I get to read the yeah. intended version. And I actually stayed away from that spoiler for months oh, until you. I was in an airport, Ooh. and I saw the Entertainment Weekly cover with Kit Harrington on it that uh, says, he's alive! And I'm like, oh God, my God damn it! Why would you do that? Well, the, the, I don't blame them, though. That's that's yeah. on me. This, you know? is, this is something that I think is important to... The wrong words, nerd culture, but is important to like fan culture, which is no one will ever learn if all of you guys keep doing what you're doing, um, because they're going to keep making garbage. And yeah. since you guys are like, well, I'm invested eight seasons, I got to keep watching. They're going to keep making it. So truthfully, if you hated Game of Thrones, not you guys, but if in general, if you hated Game of Thrones, don't watch the prequel. No, I agree. Like I, don't do I it. don't buy DLC, and I haven't put any 
microtransactions. I haven't spent any money on that in six years because I don't like any of it, so I stopped doing that's it. Great. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's great. If I'm going to tell audiences, don't buy DLC because then you'll just get more DLC and microtransactions will just get worse, then I'm going to stop doing it. And I haven't done it in a really, really long time. And I think that applies to people who hate it. But for people who are criticizing uh, it but still enjoying it, no, I, like, I can super easily rationalize why I still watch the whole thing. And I would, I'd do it again. Absolutely. Well, there was a, it, was, it was one of those things that I was... Because it's like, I just say it out loud and everyone always gets so upset about it. I'm like, you can just stop. Yeah. You don't have to keep you hate watching. hate things. Yeah, like if them. you really, yeah, and that's, and you know, you're going to go through life and realize, oh, I don't like doing this. I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> so, so don't watch. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's, I think that has been breeding a lot of negativity on Game of Thrones is because people who hate it are still watching it. And I'm like, just stop. Like, don't kill yourself anymore. Just don't watch it. I think, I think so. people are, I think, you know, yes, to a certain degree, but I, I think, you know, Creators are going to keep creating things regardless, and some of them are going to be like if 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 the ratings had gone down this season, I don't think it would have necessarily affected anything, right? Like the the sure. the yeah. prequels are the the ball is rolling on those already, and you know, creators are going to keep making things, and some of them are going to be good, and some of them are going to be bad, right? Like yeah. I, I don't think they like they didn't set out this season to make a bad season of no, Game of, of Thrones. Yeah, they yeah. I, I believe that they did the best job that they could with the the tools and the number of episodes that they gave themselves. Yeah, so same. if we, that's if we stop watching that's good. it. I think they tried the damn hottest. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't like. think that. Yeah, I mean, that's I, crazy. I, I, <laughs> Come they, on. They, of course they, they were trying to make something good. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot of people don't think that. But they said they put that limitation on themselves. So I still ultimately Yeah, they're still responsible. I still ultimately yeah. blame them because it, you know it's well documented that HBO wanted to give them more episodes and they said, no, we can wrap it up in six. Yeah. Which I think is an insane thing to say, but I think I'm, they really thought that they could do it. I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> uh, I got I got a bunch of stuff to that point. Um, and it is absolutely true. Those guys, uh, Benioff and Weiss, have been saying that since uh, 20, I think it's 2015. No, 2014. They've been saying it for years. They, yeah. They've been saying it since 2014. They only wanted to show seven seasons. Um, and this is something that, again, I've seen a lot on the internet. People are saying, Benioff and Weiss just wanted to move on to Star Wars. They got Star Wars and they were like, we're done with this show. That's not true at all. They've been saying this for five years now, that they wanted the show to end after seven seasons. And HBO has pulled another season out of them. I think it was supposed to be more episodes, though. Um, I mean, either way. They, in, in a way, they kind of did seven seasons they, because, because it, the, you can yeah, look at season seven combined. and eight as one combined. Six and six, right? I think it was seven and six. Seven so and six. So that's, that's it would be an extra long season. Season and a half, yeah. Um, and that's, that's sort of the thing that I wanted to sort of point out is that they didn't, they've been trying to make this a sort of a complete story from the very beginning. And they knew it was going to be like Benioff says, we always believed it was about 73 hours. Um, and yeah. a lot of people. So we had to think it's very that specific. Way. Well, yeah. a, a lot of people were like, they're bullshitting, they're bullshitting. And I was like, I don't, I mean, like, if they've been saying this for years, I don't know that they are. No, I, I believe that they thought that they could wrap it up. I think that was foolhardy. In my yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the confusing thing. Though, is like anyone that watches the season, like it feels rushed. Like I don't think there's anyone that I've talked to that hasn't felt that way. Even if you liked it, I didn't feel that way. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, look back at season one where they there's an entire episode of just them traveling from Winterfell to King's Landing, and now it feels like people are traveling back and forth. Yeah, and, and love in it. the space of a single episode. Yeah, I love See, it. You like that, but I love it. but do you argue that that doesn't feel? Faster paced. No, I'm not as I'm not as worried about that too. I and mean, that's also kind of like I mean I'm a D and D nerd, but like you know when you're like a low level, like when you're traveling from one city to another, you can be attacked by like you know a, a goblin on the way, and it's like that's a big deal. But then like you level like 20, and it's like you don't have to see so every goblin. They leveled that up. Part I don't yeah. Mind. yeah, so I, I'm that's, okay that's with that. Well. that that's, yeah. that's why I feel that way, and and I feel like it leveled up as a television show. I feel like 
okay, yeah, the first two seasons are just literally people talking in one area, and then it's it's leveled up. Yeah. Seven and seven seasons in, we got three dragons. We have huge armies. We have an epic that they have to tell. And I knew that they had to tell the epic, so I'm glad that they're skipping the traveling of four episodes. Yeah, like I'm fine I'm, with skipping that stuff, too. Yeah, I, I, it Some is, people are not, though. It's the character yeah. stuff that I would want to... Well, it's just if they're going to skip the travel, I would like the show to demonstrate that time has passed, right? To, to acknowledge the the realities. You know, it, it yeah. used to be a show where those things mattered. And I, I mm-hmm. think it's a totally fair criticism of the early seasons to say... There are a ton of episodes where every scene is just two people talking, and then it goes to two different people talking, and then it goes back to the first two, and that's the entire episode. Yeah, it's great character, character development. Yeah, I loved the the careful plotting, and that's yeah. something that I appreciate appreciate about the books as well. I think it's fair to say that that it got slow at times, right? But I would just like the realities of how long it takes to get places to, yeah. to just like just throw it up on the screen one month later, like yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah, mine's character development. I wanted more yeah. of that to be slower. There's just some I agree with that. snaps that like, I yeah. liked what happened to Daenerys. I would have liked for it to happen slightly slower. Yeah, no, yeah. I think that's a absolutely fair criticism. I, I hear that and understand it. Yeah. For me, I loved it. Like I was I was really happy that they were plowing plying through it because the show that I watched was very verbose and slow. Even the mm-hmm. first so. two episodes of this season were pretty slow. They were, yeah. yeah. And I, I really liked talking. the first. Two I liked episodes. the second one. I liked the I second, second one the most. One yeah. No, that, that felt just like a. That's true. Know, like the scene in like Mass Effect before everyone goes into like the the suicide mission. Yes, you know? I yeah. love it in Mass Effect too. Mass Effect yeah. yeah. two, good game. Yeah. Good game. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think my biggest problem was like the red herrings of this season, or just the whole show in general. Like mostly just the White Walkers in general. It's like this entire story seemed to be building up about life versus death. It, you know, the throne, it is the Game of Thrones, but that's secondary because what really matters is it's the living versus the dead. Right, it felt, like the, it felt like the throne was the red herring, then it turned out yeah. it was the other way around. And, yeah. and it just felt so, like, I, you know, that may be a twist to some. I don't know if you, if you felt like that was a twist, a satisfying twist, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was fine. I yeah, just, like, I don't know. It, it felt like they're... It just felt like they were delineating... They're, they're, they're moving far off from the original, like... Just energy of the show, the entire point. Yeah, like the. Yeah, I mean, it felt like if you watched the last. People are saying, of course, that it's the name of the show. This is always what it was going to be about. I think if you watched the last five or so seasons, or or even maybe from the beginning, from the opening scene, which yeah. is about the White Walkers, yeah. every character in the show who who we were meant to believe was smart or righteous or somebody who we and other characters should be listening to has been saying, you know, your petty squabbles over who sits in this chair and wears this hat <laughs> are meaningless, right? Like, yeah. it's the battle between life and death. There's something more important. Yeah. And then those people all kind of turned out to be wrong. And so well, I, I think the point there, and I'm in the camp that I feel like that was rushed, but from, like, I can excuse that one as the point was they finally did all work together and proved that the throne didn't matter and it all they succeeded, but then because they're all dumb, they went back to caring about the throne too. <laughs> so I think it was like the point what, was like you brought them all together, they were right, like everyone walking together and not caring about the throne is successful, but then they just shattered it because humanity sucks. Yeah. It's kind of how I took that. I think that's that's part of the cynical, what the message of the show ultimately became, which I, I, I think, especially in these times right now, like I would have been okay if it was a little more hopeful. Like mm. to me, the message of the show became humanity. If we all band together, we can beat climate change <laughs> well it became democracy on a personal <laughs> level and on a societal level like we're always going to succumb to the worst parts of ourselves that's, that's what I got from which me. is 
that's so depressing. Like, if that's yeah, the message that's, of the show, I wish I, was I hadn't okay got so invested with that in it. When I was thinking about it, that's like what, that's that. what Game of Thrones has always been about. And Game of Thrones has always been about the shittiest people. Like, and it's one of those things where, like, the Starks to me were the reason at the beginning of the show they're they're like getting killed and raped and murdered and like all sorts of terrible things are happening to them and they're the best people in the show. Yeah. So to me, it was always like this show is trying to teach me a lesson that if you're like, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be good, but it's more of like if you're going to be good in a bad world, you're going to get persecuted. Um, yeah, and, but it was also about bad people trying to be better, like Jamie, for example. Well, yeah, J- and Jamie's one of the only. Well, I mean, like you know, like Cersei, she maintains she maintains her evilness <laughs> the entire time, and it's one of those things. Yeah, that, but we we also learn more about her, though. We learned that her motivation is she's been bit, she's been bad. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> she's been, and I I couldn't wait for her to die. Um, but <laughs> on that we agree. Uh, okay, good. All right, good. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it was it's just. But I, I, that was the that was what I got from it. But I can understand. I understand both sides of this too. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing. Watching the show, I get why people felt like it was rushed. I get why people uh, yeah. wanted more of it because it's a good show. And it's ultimately subjective, right? Like we felt one way, you felt a different way. But this this yeah. is, I think, why people feel you know betrayed or personally hurt by this. It's because the, it turned out to be something so different from what people thought, from what they got invested in. That's mm-hmm. what bothers me about it for mm-hmm. sure. It's yeah. like I cared about this. And you just shat on it is how it feels. But I'm not. I'm just not mad. I can separate the two things because it's not part of my identity. I think the show broke me when Oberyn died because I was really excited about Oberyn and what he was doing, and I was like, man, Oberyn's gonna, he's gonna live forever. He's gonna be the best. And then his head got smashed in, and I was like, oh my yeah, god. So did you read the books after that? Um, I think I, I no, I, I think this was when I was reading the books, and I oh, okay. and, and it happened. But the way the, the way the show visualizes it, you're just like, like to me that was the was show was telling you. This is what's gonna happen, <laughs> you know. Like I was like, oh boy, okay. So I assumed, I assumed John was gonna die. I assumed Arya was gonna die. I assumed all of these people were gonna die. I think in a way that would have been more satisfying. Like, yeah, do, do I you wish there had been more I wish there was more death, main sure. character deaths. No, for the, sure, in this last yeah. season, then yeah. I'm still the battle. The, my biggest criticism of the Battle of Winterfell is that everyone just lived. Yeah, doesn't yeah. make any that sense. Was, that was surprising. It was definitely yeah. that, that to me is is a, a problem not just with the writing, but again with the editing because there were so many shots of like Jamie, Tormund, Brienne, Pot, and Sam Screwed. just like. With a pile of zombies yeah, on top yeah. of them, just crying. Yeah, yeah. And then Sam it had goes one knife, the yeah, and then he's like, crying. Oh, right, and then it dead, goes mate. literally waves of undead <laughs> that poured over all the main characters, and they cut away and like, this is this yeah. is interesting. The show is taking a turn. We lost all of our main characters. I was watching it, and we cut so back, all and dead. there's like they're no still fine. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. No, it was. It, you're totally right about that. It was one of those things where I was expecting them to be overwhelmed, but that may have been our bias. I was thinking about that too. It may have been our bias that was that was saying in our heads, oh, they're all gonna die. Game of Thrones always kills main characters. They're all going to die. Oh, and episode two set so. it up so well. Episode two yeah. was was brought so many character arcs together, full yeah. circle. Yeah. Everyone that, was completed. Therefore, yes. everyone could be dead. Yes. So if everybody yes. died the next episode, it would have been like, that was rough. But, it, you know, ultimately it was, it was okay. But I, I do think if you watch those, if you just watch what's on the screen totally objectively, you would think you can't survive that. Sam's dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but they're also... They're also heroes. There's dragons and people came back to life. That's the plot this. armor, though. Yeah, that, that's absolutely plot armor. Of yeah, course. but that's what this show is. It's a show is not yeah. magic. No, yeah. I'm that's actually with him on this, Bruce. This show is known for not caring about plot armor. If you look at like, you know, the, yeah. the previous main character, yeah, Ned the first season, but even like, like in the the Dothraki, like like Jorah fighting the Dothraki hero in like the first season, the Dothraki comes at him with like his sickle. It sticks in his armor, and he just cuts his throat, and that's like. Oh shit! We're dealing with like a new type of warrior here, and that becomes like a whole like 
and then you go you fast forward in time to this battle and he gets stabbed through the breastplate of his like plate armor by like a rusty knife. Like, yeah, or, or the Night King. Like, the Night King stabs Theon with the broken wooden end yeah. of a spear. And it's like you can say like, that Night King's like going crazy strong. Armor. Like yeah. I sure, but like yeah, the the idea is like armor sometimes is relevant, sometimes it's not relevant. Like you know, wh- who was it that, that got stabbed eighty times and then still just kept like trucking? Like there was, yeah. you know, it, it just seems oh, so who was inconsistent. That? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was. The, I mean, Beric made it into yeah. that room at the end. Oh yeah, oh, Jorah. He got stabbed a ton. Yeah, him too. Tons. You're like, mate, you're well, he dead. Was, he was defending. Also, his... Daenerys is by herself. Has she had combat training? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't How? know what she was doing. There was one cut where like there was five infected running towards her. Yes, and he was like facing the other way, and she like raises like a stick or something. Right, and they cut back, and he she kills the last one. I'm like, all right. And, 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 and he, he was at Winterfell and somehow wound up. Behind oh yeah, her. he like ran around, a little and it bit. made yeah. for a surprising shot, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it, how did he? It was get definitely there? like one of the things that got was me was one the Night there. King looking back at John when he's ages away, but then I guess he just didn't notice Arya. Yeah, <laughs> so like yeah. forever away, and he's she's like, an, she's a master assassin. But it's like, it's yeah, like but that he's scene the Night in, King. Uh, it's like that scene in Monty Python, Holy Grail, where the guards are at the door and they're oh yeah, and the two guys they're running and then the guy's just like eating an apple. It looks back, they're still in the same place. Let me pose this question to you because everyone's like, I expected these main characters die in Battle of Winterfell, blah blah blah. I did too, totally did. And I, I, you're absolutely right when you see the pile of zombies. The show may have been subverting your expectations again because sure, I don't everyone like expected that, them to die. No, I'm serious, because I totally expected them to die. Mm-hmm. And it subverted my expectations that main characters survived. And I was yet again, like happy about that. I was like, well, that's cool. Like, thanks for doing that. I expected everybody to die. Thanks for keeping them alive. Just a really happy person, aren't you? Yeah. Um, generally, I'm, I, I'm honestly jealous. <laughs> generally, like, I have a like, I I really like happy endings, and this was not a necessarily a happy ending, but it was it mm. it absolutely subverted my expectations. Mm-hmm. I did not expect them to survive. To, so. to me, the expectation that was subverted is that actions would have consequences. Yes, like that's exactly I'm 100 the, the the the. the reason why the Red Wedding or Ned's death or Oberyn's death or even like Tywin's death, the reason those had so much impact to me is not because they were shocking or because they subverted our expectations of like what a narrative is, but it's because you can look back at those things and and the events and the choices that the characters made that yeah. that led up to them and go, God, it makes perfect sense now. Mm-hmm. And to subvert that expectation while still surprising, I don't think is a good thing. Yeah, yeah I, I, I did. No, I think it used to be a show about consequence and became yeah. a show about action. Mm-hmm. And, it used and, to be, this happened because of this. And, yeah. yeah, that's. I guess that's why I like it. Because it, uh, the consequences, I think there had been already so many consequences at the beginning. And it, truthfully, in, in, in life in general, there's, there's eventually life's going to let up. Eventually you're not going to like, you're going to let up when the zombie hordes are coming at you. Gonna, <laughs> no, but why is that? What is but like? you're going to catch a, a, life, you're gonna, you're gonna catch a lucky break. Um, and that's, that's kind of why I like, like re- in reality, that's going to happen. It's just going to happen. You're going to you're going to get lucky. You're going to five hundred dollars in the ground. It's just going to. It's one of those things. So for me, I I was like, man, this show's really beating me down. Blah blah blah, beating me down. And then over and over and over, like in season seven, when John and that just the few people, Barrack and everybody else, were surviving that tiny little ice island where all the zombies around. I'm like, they're all going to die. They're going to die. And then survived. I was like, well, except Thoros. So except for Thoros. R.I.P. Thoros. Uh, Who? Um, he was the priest. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But. When they survived, I was like, "Whoop, that's so cool!" Because I was really excited. Yeah, in that one, I was okay with it. I was cool with it there. Mm -hmm. Because they even had a big loss of the dragon. Like that—that that was a great. You moment. should go, but yeah. you should go back and watch that because it doesn't look like they survived. Like right. you're, even to your point, the editing in that. I was like, Bleh. oh, and I—I I mean, I didn't like that episode. Yeah, no, it was like before this season that I considered that to be the worst episode of the show. 
it's the it was the cool. I was so I was so excited by this because again they're paying off narrative that they've been building for years and I was like oh finally they're going to use the dragon mm -hmm. finally they're going to use this thing yeah. they've been training for six years or whatever. I, I I mean I think with the knowledge looking back that all those characters were going to survive I wish they had shot that episode differently you know oh, that that yeah. that's it I like, agree. I, I'm I'm not going to be one to complain about characters surviving or the way like Danny going full Mad Queen and, and burning everyone if it happens in a, a way that doesn't break my suspension yeah. of disbelief. Yeah. And my suspension like of disbelief was... one shot kill one dragon super easily and then they had yeah. 10 of those things all manned and exactly. none of them Exactly. It, it's right. just inconsistent yeah. to me and like my suspension of disbelief was just demolished I get, in, yeah. in those yeah. episodes. That's, yeah, my big problem yeah, too. Same. No, that, that all makes sense to me. I think you guys are not having any fun. Uh, You're completely right. That's unfortunate. Except Clegane Bowl, I will say I had a ton of fun watching that. People I've talked to bring it up again. They hated it. They hated it. And I loved it. That was cool. One of my friends made big foam hands that were like, Clegane Bowl, get hype. You know what's also awesome? Bespoke Post. Hell yeah. Alana, why don't you pull up that bag of, there's a bag down there and the hourglass and all this stuff. So, oh, this is from Bespoke Post? This is all from Bespoke oh, Post. This, this uh, cool. little hourglass full of iron filings. You can turn it over. It's got magnets on it. <laughs> magnets really cool. are super cool. Magnets yeah, are always cool. <laughs> um, there's also that crack. There's a bag down there with a few pens. No, not the cups. <laughs> That's your cups. <laughs> um, so with their box of awesome, Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month, like this bag and that hourglass. And some Why just pens, guys? Some little pens in there. I don't know. Uh, they test everything in the box of awesome they, themselves, from style and grooming goods to barware, mm. cooking tools, and outdoor gear. Every product gets put through the ringer before it gets put inside a monthly box of awesome. To get started, this thing's rules. take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. I'm sure Alana, if she took the quiz, she would get the hourglass. More hourglasses, uh, please. This pen has a level on it. I know, it's got a level Whoa. on the pen. I'm telling you, they, they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Uh, each box each box costs only 45 bucks, but it has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code DUDE at checkout. That's... <laughs> That's boxofawesome.com, code DUDE, D-U-D-E, for 20% off your first Bespoke Post box. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things that sits on Lawrence's desk throughout the week, and I always turn it over and always screw with it. He, so. I guess I'd never looked at it before, but I had seen him one day. Every time it was done, he would flip it, and I'd be like, what are you doing that you keep flipping that for? Yeah. I didn't ask, but I was like, that's really strange. But I guess it was that it looks that cool that he just kept wanting to you flip it. just fool with it. Yeah, you just fool with it. All right. Mm. Well, I, I uh, appreciate all of the uh, discourse we had. Um, I've seen lots of different opinions across the internet, especially as well here. Is it meme time? Um, it is meme time. Yeah, oh, dog. Let's, uh, we can all agree the memes were. Yes, I, I, I've said this many times, but the, the memes are the, they've made it all worth it. Yes. The memes coming out of this season are Good quality content, internet. Good. Omar, are you, are you running it? Okay, great. Um, so this is the first one from Maisie Williams. Oh, just here for the memes, as Maisie Williams said. And mm -hmm. she was absolutely right. We are all here. For uh, we're this. all only here for the memes. Uh, what's the next one, Omar? Nineteen years later, but Dad, what if I get put in House Lannister? <laughs> oh yeah. John kneels before his son, puts a hand on his shoulder. <laughs> Tyrion, Eddard, Knight, King <sighs> Snow. You were named after the bravest man I ever knew. And a zombie. And a magic <laughs> zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrion, Eddard, Knight, King Snow. This this Amazing. epilogue for uh, the last Harry Potter book has, has I think, was. Oh yeah, very awful, memeable. Awful at the yeah. time. Oh, no, and, yeah. and the, it's the, always it's been bad. One of my favorite memes. Yeah. 
uh, Jamie Lannister's Kingslayer level is so high. <laughs> he tried to kill the king eight seasons ago. <laughs> uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to describe it for the audio listeners. I love it. that one. Uh, yeah. Game of Thrones uh, wheelchair. That's the actual just. Yeah, I, one of my favorite jokes from the past season also has been that um, Bran actually, we're all waiting for him to warg into something else yeah. to, to take over and do something. And yep. the theory is he warged into Drogon to melt the iron chair, the iron throne into a ramp for himself. Jeez. <laughs> 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 Uh, Grey Worm, you are, you are a prisoner. You are not here to speak. Tyrion gives five-minute speech where he single-handedly decides the fate of Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that, too. I, I was, was watching, so I was confused like, what Grey Worm was doing uh, the entire time. Yeah. He was just like, well, he was standing there angry. I was, I was looking yeah, at him. He was, he was just, like, just mad. He's like, you killed my queen. What am I here? What, yeah. what, what am I doing here? Anymore? When did Grey Worm become such a dick? Is it just Miss when Andy. Miss Andy died? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. It was Miss Andy. My son. God. Um, uh, we, we will sail to... Not, uh, this is uh, Grey Worm. We will sail to Noth and leave the... Six, Six kingdoms forever, and then uh, Sansa. Uh, Is he gone? <laughs> Sansa, Arya, and Bran are standing there. Is he gone? I think so. Old John, you can stay here. It's cool now. Yeah, the only people who really cared about John leaving are the the Iron the yeah, uh, Unsullied and yeah. Rocky, right? So, like, yeah. right. I also I think guess. he kind of low key like wanted he wants to, go to go back to, to the, the north. What do you like, think would be the point of the Night's Watch now? Can I ask you that? This is such a good question. If you have a quick answer, there isn't one. Oh, there's, there's, there's the, the ice bears. Well, wait, Every hold once on. Wild, the, uh, the Night's Watch, I, and from what I gathered from the books, I could be wrong. You would know better than I would. Mm. Is that this is a thing that is constantly happening? Winter is always coming eventually, right? So isn't it like a cycle? Well, the 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 White Walk. It, there's always a cycle of winter coming, but the White Walkers are a new thing or or a thing. Are they? I thought thing, they were always. They're always a thing from around. legend, yeah, way like, way long ago. Yeah, like, it's not like a like a locust. It's more like you know. Well, so right, I, it, it was a thing that people in the present of the story mostly didn't believe in, and so the the Night's Watch for the past however many thousand years has mostly been keeping the wildlings out. Yeah, oh, okay. and now and the wildlings cool. are are our friends. So yeah. Well, yeah, the last it. shot, it seemed like John was like just going to go and have it. The north with them, right? right. It, the adventures of of uh, John Tormund, and Tormund yeah. and their good pal Aww. Ghost, the, yeah. the dog, uh, and is he king the king of the wildlings? <laughs> no, I'm fine with that. Oh yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, and she uh, can't bear children. <laughs> Brand's dick doesn't work. That's, I that's, saw some very good Brand memes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Sansa in front oh, of literally one. everyone. <laughs> No, I really liked the the. Uh, I don't know if you'll have it, but it's like Tyrion, Bran the Broken, and Bran's like just Bran will do, and everyone's like Bran, <laughs> Bran the, the idiot. Br- uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? What does he say at the end? Uh, Bran the incompetent. Bran, the Bran, really, really, really no likes no feeling. Really. Yeah. 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 Uh, you can go to the next, you can go to the <laughs> next one, Omar. You appear to be what? Uh, yeah, yeah, there, there we go. There it is. Yeah, Perfect. Bran the wheelie wheelie likes no feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I was like, why? When did Tyrion decide that was Brand that was Bran's name? Yeah. Like, they had that conversation in Up Two where he was like, "Tell me your story," and then it cut away. Did Bran tell him that? Like, okay, Wait, and in that four part episodes, literally got him to the throne. But then they're like, "Hey, so what's new with you?" And he's like, "Well, let me tell you." Yeah, they just told him such a good story. Tyrion's like, "He should be king." That was a good story. <laughs> and also, to be in, fair, he would be a good king. He's a prophet. Yeah, but, you can see everything. Yeah. All That's the why time. I was okay with this. Like, I just don't buy that he would want it. I thought yeah. Bran the Broken was cool. That name no, cool. same, but it's. Still, I know it sounds it's still sad, mean. but it's also yeah. But it's well, cool. it's it's. I think that is our expectations of the climax and the conclusion of a fantasy series being subverted in a good way. Is that mm. the crippled boy who you know is weird and does <laughs> magic? He becomes king, He's right? King, yeah. I think that's a good ending. Okay, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, what's the next one, Omar? <laughs> I did that too. I thought that too. Yeah. I thought that too. Yeah. Sand so, screaming about when, when Brienne's writing in the uh, the book about Jamie Lannister, and then she closes the book, but the ink's still wet. Mm. Yeah, she <laughs> also she did she, on purpose. She brushed she's her like, hand over it too, yeah. and I was yeah. like, like, 
Uh, I, I didn't know that. Okay. There are a lot of good memes about the book too. Uh, what's west of Westeros? Uh, I don't know. Probably your spinoff show. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want that? Do you want to see an Arya spinoff show? Not anymore. I did until the weird white <laughs> Boycott horse it. shit. Don't watch that. it. I want. Oh yeah, I, watch it. I don't okay, think I'll watch any horse. Can we talk about the white horse? Even you gotta say. What's up with that horse, man? I don't know. Just they found a horse. And then and then she's what riding out of the horse? city. And then the next and time then we see her in the back next in the city, episode, she's just walking the opposite direction. Where'd the horse go? Do I? Do you really need the horse? It was like a 15-minute shot of the horse. Are you joking? Guys, are you really joking? She got off the horse and tied it somewhere. Why? What do you? What do you? What do you? It was also Jamie's horse, by the way. I think. I think. I think the reason why people are talking about this is that it is a good example of the show putting the immediate symbolism and the spectacle and the visual over continuity. Totally. In that she gets on the horse and she rides away. Mm-hmm. She's riding toward the gates of the city. And then the next time we see her, she's just kind of like walking up the steps like, or whatever. So it's like, what is the point of that? Well, it's biblical imagery. It's apocalyptic. Yeah. It's beautiful. To, to but me, you know, to, when you stop to think about it. Time had just passed. I mean, that was just it. Time had passed. I How much time though? <laughs> I mean, what does it matter? Give me one month know. later. What do you, yeah, you guys. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Season, oh, this is bronze. Season three has no idea how a bank works. Season eight, Master Coin. Yes, I love this. Master Coin. There, there's that scene where Bron and yeah, Tyrion he's, he's are talking. He's had a good character arc. Yes. Yeah. There's that scene where Bron and Tyrion are talking, and Tyrion literally has to explain loans yeah. to Bron, where he goes, Well, what happens if I just don't pay my, my loans back? Yeah. Tyrion's like, Are you kidding me? And now he's the Master of Coins. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, is there any more, Omar? Oh, here we go. Uh, Bran, I can't be Lord of Winterfell. <laughs> I'm the Three-Eyed Raven now, two weeks later. Bitch, what the fuck you think I came all this way for? Uh, that's, true. that's a good point. Can Bran see the future? Yes. yes. From what oh, I, I thought it was just the past. From well, what I've gathered, he could see the future as well. I don't. I, he I he definitely implied he could, which is why he gave the whole dagger to Arya and like did a whole bunch of really mm-hmm. subtle things that were like very precise with their timing. Like, yeah. You know, revealing uh, John's. He, you seem, know, he seemed to me like true. the Doctor Strange of yeah. the universe. I, yeah, I, made, I, made, I made the same oh, comparison. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. but Doctor Strange peering into the future and looking at the 14 million possibilities and going, this is the one. The difference between Bran and Doctor Strange, I think, is that Doctor Strange didn't choose the one eventuality where he becomes Emperor of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bran, that's, point. that's a very good point. John's lines, the Venn diagram of John's lines in, in season. John's, John's lines in season eight, John. yeah. Half 50%. Of it, I don't want it, half of it. You're my queen. <laughs> my queen. That was one thing that I did over and over. I was just like, just decide, John. And I was actually really glad he stabbed her because I was like, finally, you do, did something. do something. Yeah, 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 no, I know. Like, just take action. Jeez. Mm. It was dark, but I'm glad it happened. It happened. Oh, yeah, this one. <laughs> uh, pointy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's an interesting one because. Like they said in an earlier season, that dragons are supposed to be smarter than humans. Yeah, which in some cases. I'm sure there's another one of these memes coming up because like there's been some really choice ones about this exact same scene with yes. Drogon. Yeah, yeah, why like, Drogon? Why, why did the throne? Drogon burn the yeah. throne? I mean, what do you think? <sighs> I think it's that he recognized that she was obsessed with it, and that's why she died. Really? Oh, that's well, you, if, you really it's that level if the of canon high. is that they're that smart, then mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think dragons just understand symbolism really well. Maybe. <laughs> what about you? You're you're sighing over there. Lots of deep sighs. I at, at the moment I was like, maybe he still recognizes that John's like the closest thing to a Targaryen that he's got, and therefore like I can't really harm you, or like you know. I, so he just gets angry. I mean, and then... Drogon certainly recognizes that that John absolutely has this connection. Sure, he, he lets John pass. Yeah, you know, he yeah. lets uh, yeah. Rhaegal lets John ride him. He didn't. So, so he's but he also is like, I don't trust you via all of his ongoing looks. And then when John pays it off by killing her, yeah. he's like, 
ah, damn it, yeah, I was I right. It. <laughs> and then he like <laughs> just leaves. <laughs> so I'm. What am I takes though? I know under that too. I was thinking like back either, to Valeria. Yeah, back yeah. across the sea or to eat her was what my first my first bet was. You think he ate her? Maybe. No. Well, He's on that, you'll always be part of me, Mom. Well, on, on that note, this is uh, we'll have to end it. <laughs> I liked that scene, man. You guys. No, I did too. I thought I liked, that was. I, I thought that, that was cute. Okay. Anyways, um, thank you for watching. <laughs> I appreciate it as always, Mike Kraken, Alana. Thank you for, very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. And talking about your opinions. That's really helpful to have you around. Also helpful to have you around. I'm sorry about how uh, my you were also works. fine. Craig. What does that mean? <laughs> you you, you me, were Bruce. also here. You asked to come on. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to use my broken voice. Oh, he's now. so sick. You sound hurt. Said, yeah, you hurt me. No, it's because oh he did a sub. He worked really hard yeah. one day. I, I streamed for 24 hours. And yeah. now I've been. Oh yikes! And now his. You uh, lost your voice because you streamed for 24 hours. Yeah. That was a, that was a week ago. I know. All right. All right. Anyway, okay. Get, uh, get it together. Anyways, yeah. Thank you very much for watching. Hopefully, you're a little less angry. After this podcast, I'd be more angry. That seems unlikely. All right, well, you know, never mind. Bye, I guys. Am more angry, Bye. Bye. If I get out of here. God, this thing rules. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>